Hello there, he's Aiden Power. And he's Simon Delaney. And you know what? We've teamed up to bring you a new Call Out original podcast. That's right. It is called Goal Out Selects and it does what it says on the tin. We will curate, review and recommend the best movies, podcasts, music, gigs, games, foods, things and all. Anyways, join us every Wednesday. Don't forget you'll get the episode first on the Goal Out app. Goal Out Selects. Brought to you by Sky. Watch new exclusive and unmissable content only on Sky. Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. You do hear occasional news reports about this kind of thing, yet nonetheless it still is an extremely rare neurological condition. Angie Yen, who's Australian, had surgery about a year ago, but she woke up with what, to her ears at least, and many people around her, is an Irish accent. And a year later, things haven't changed that much. Afternoon, Angie. Hi, Sean. How are you? So could you tell us about the original operation and when you dis- discovered that your accent had changed? Um, the original operation was just over a year ago um, in April and I had my tonsils taken out. And uh, 10 days later, I woke up with a foreign, very foreign Irish accent. And um, since then, the accent has washed out, but I still haven't quite fully reverted back to my original Aussie accent. Mm. And the, the and did you have the accent all the time or does it, you know, does it change depending on circumstances? It does change depending on circumstances. So if I am stressed especially or if I'm tired or run down and um, uh, more like mood fluctuations and that, um, I tend to get a bit more tongue-tied. So there's the accent part of the I guess the syndrome, but there's also a speech problem uh, mm. part of the syndrome. So sometimes I get really tongue-tied and I can be thinking of words to talk about, but, you know, things and words aren't really coming out as I am thinking of. Yeah, and w- when it first started to happen, I assume you found this very distressing. It was very distressing and very confusing because when I first discovered this I was in the shower I was sitting in the shower getting ready for a job interview and at this stage I hadn't bumped into um, my housemates because they were at work and um, I was on my day off going for a job interview and I was singing and all these words were popping out and I didn't really recognize it at all and then I even had to duck out of the shower and look in the mirror to actually checked that I was myself in the shower because I thought I was having a freaky Friday moment. And um, yeah, the rest is history, as they say. Yeah. And so did you leave it for a while, hoping that it might correct itself? Or did you go back to the doctor straight away? Well, on the day, I was freaking out because I was calling, uh, you know, my friends um, to to just to see whether this is real life, you know what I mean? If this is just a weird dream. And I, I was literally pinching myself and I couldn't believe what was happening. And then um, one of my friends, uh, he just happened to be working from home that day. And he uh, picked up the phone and he was, you know, very, I guess, um, confused that, you know, the phone name was me under my name, but I sounded like someone completely different and he thought I was pulling his leg. And uh, eventually he told me like, you know, um, he saw YouTube videos about a woman in the UK who woke up with a foreign accent. And then he sent me these, sent me these links and I was reading them. And at this stage I was, you know, due for my interview in, in half hour and I was freaking out because 
from what I read, it was a neurological condition that affected speech. And I thought I was having a stroke or something and I was just freaking out. And, you know, to cancel a job interview last, really last minute, I felt it was quite rude. But, you know, being a health professional, I didn't have or have any symptoms of neurological or stroke um, symptoms, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then after the interview, uh, I, you know, figured that I was fine. I was speaking fine. Mobility wise, everything was good. And after the interview, I said, you know, no, I need to go to a hospital. And I did. So I went to a private hospital and uh, the emergency department doctor just didn't take me seriously at all. And just told me to go home and call my um, ear, nose and throat specialist just to see what he says. Maybe it's just a swollen. That's why I'm talking, you know, a bit higher pitch, like a cartoon character. But at that stage, I was freaking out. I'm like, you know, this is not me at all. Yeah. I've never, yeah, ever heard myself talk like this. And over the past year, has it, has it you know, got, gone any way back to normal for you? Um, I think there are a couple of days when I wake up and I sound more Aussie than others. And even my friends have noticed like, oh, you know, some days you're actually sounding more Aussie. And some days like my friends, you know, turn around, look at me like, oh, my goodness, you sound so Irish just then. And I was like, really? Like, you know, what what did it sound like? Because to me, I just feel like I'm twerking normally. And yes, I sound different to my peers around me. But... Uh, now it's the accents more washed out to to more American, I think, from what I've heard, mm. and um, and I think it's more of an Irish, uh, Northern Irish lilt actually. And it, um, has it, yeah, yeah, and have any specialists or doctors or anyone said there's anything they can do to help you get back your original accent? Mm, so I was offered a, a therapy treatment um, to. I guess uh, it's called TMS therapy and it's, it has been trialed um, to treat conditions of the brain. Um, and my scan that I did on the 60 minutes um, program in Australia showed that every part of my brain was normal except for the speech center, which really baffled specialists even more because usually there's a neurological trigger, um, you know, migraines or a stroke or other things like that. But I was a picture of health and, they said trying this therapy, maybe they can break the, I guess, overactivity in my brain and try to retrain through speech therapy to speak Aussie again. But because I'll be the world first uh, to have that therapy offered, they don't really know how it's going to pan out. I might sound Aussie, I might sound someone completely different. So I felt better the devil I know than the one I don't. So yeah. I didn't really explore I didn't explore that if it was just, you know, going to be faking my Aussie accent back because that just defeats the purpose of talking normally again because that doesn't really fix the speech issues. Have you got used to it, though, over the last year? Have the people around you got used to it? Uh, yeah, my, my friends and um, the people I work with, they have gotten used to it some days. They're still like, oh, you sound a little bit different. Um, and, you know, the normal day-to-day, you know, I still get asked to repeat myself because... I think it's just more of the accent in general. And, you know, I've had, you know, peers from, you know, the UK, even they themselves get asked to repeat themselves. So I don't think it's anything personal. It's just more that the accent is foreign to normal Aussie folks. They just, you know, need clarification sometimes. And I I just live with it now. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, well, uh, for what it's worth, I can understand you perfectly. So uh, maybe that oh, <laughs> depends on what, what part of the world you're in. So uh, for, for the future, Angie, it's just, you know, you, 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 it probably looks like you're just going to have to learn to live with it. Yeah. And it was a very uh, long, I guess, uh, process to kind of accept myself mm. or who I sound like now, because um as you really know i'm an asian and i was raised in australia and you know i was always very proud of my aussie nationality and when people look at me they were just like oh where are you really from and mm. to kind of have to you know be asked that it kind of hurts a little bit sometimes but i understand that they're just curious yeah so i don't really take it personally anymore and i use the opportunity to you know educate people yeah. Do you do that when they ask you where you're from? You say, well, actually I had surgery and then I woke up with a different accent or, or sometimes is that not worth the explanation? <laughs> um, yeah, I think it, it depends on the context. So some people are genuinely curious and some people they're just like, nah, you're just putting it on, you know, when do you switch back? You know, where's your Asian you know, accent? I'm like, nah, I grew up here. And um, yeah, so when I tell them about, you know, articles about me and the 16 minutes story and and my friends, obviously, who, you know, backs me up on this, like, they, they just usually, I think, are in shock for the first minute or two. And then they're like, no, you're kidding. I'm like, no, it's real. And they hear me talk for a while and they realize, oh, my goodness, it's real. You're not putting it on. I'm like, I've, I've seen a reason to do so. Yes. <laughs> and um... <laughs> have you tried putting on an Australian accent? Uh, initially, I did. Uh, you know, my, my friends said, you know, can you say the most, you know, Aussie slang you can think of? And oh my goodness, it was such a train wreck because it was just like a battle with the, the, the tongue, if that makes sense. Like, mm. I'm thinking of something, but because, like, my internal thoughts, I've been asked this question, my internal thoughts are actually not Aussie anymore. Oh. And. Yeah, and I think people don't realize that it's a feedback loop, that their internal voices are actually what they hear of themselves. Yeah. So that was I don't know about, do you very... dream in an Irish mm. accent now? No, I don't. Um, I don't even remember most of my dreams. And um, my Mandarin is my mother tongue, and mm. I don't dream in Mandarin. It's just mostly like normal English. But yeah. if I think back, like, you know, I couldn't tell you, to be honest. I might have to pay attention tonight. Yeah, it's it, it's, yeah. it's such a strange one. But you have a lovely accent, Angie, mm -hmm. for what it's worth. You have absolutely nothing to be <laughs> ashamed of there. And uh, thank you so much for uh, speaking with us uh, today. We wish you the best mm -hmm. for the future. Angie Yen, thank you very much. Thank you, Sean. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. On News Talk. Dublin's electricity system needs an upgrade. Our population is growing and our energy usage is too. That's why Airgrid, state-owned operator of Ireland's electricity transmission grid, is powering up Dublin. We're shaping Dublin's electricity future, upgrading underground cables to future-proof our power system and bring more renewable energy onto the grid. Find out more at airgrid.ie forward slash Dublin. Airgrid, delivering a cleaner energy future.